And so, God, we lift our voices and our hearts to you this morning, God, and we give you worship. God, because you and you alone are worthy of our praise. God, you and you alone, God, are worthy of our worship. And so, God, we surrender our hearts to you today. God, fix our lives this morning. God, may we enter into your presence this morning for the sole purpose of having you. Nothing else, God. We, are, we only want you, Jesus. So we lift our voices, God. We say thank you this morning. All over the internet, we're lifting up hallelujah hands and emojis and all types of things because we give your name praise because you're worthy, God. God, you're worthy even in the midst of a pandemic, God. You're still worthy. So, God, we lift up our hearts to you this morning. God, and we ask that by your grace, by your spirit, and by your might, God, that you would be with us. Even in this preaching moment, God, I pray, God, that you would stand in my body and think through my mind and speak through my mouth and let the words of my mouth and meditations of my heart be acceptable in your sight, my Lord, my strength, and my Redeemer, in whom I place all of my trust. And everybody said amen. Well, welcome this morning. My name is Pastor Derek Parks, and I have the privilege of bringing the Word of God to you this morning, and I want to give honor to your pastor, Pastor Tony Benson, my friend, my mentor. He is such a wonderful brother in the Lord to me, and I'm just grateful for the opportunity to be able to fill the pulpit for him this morning. And so, listen, we're family, and so I'm excited about what God is doing in the life of New Direction, and I'm excited about all that God will do in the future. And so I'm going to be preaching this morning. I bring you greetings from Epiphany Church right here in the city of Wilmington, where I get to serve as the lead pastor, and I bring you greetings from there. And we're going to dive into this word this morning that I believe that the word wants, the Lord wants to speak clearly to us today. And so I'm going to be reading from Hebrews chapter 13 just to prepare our hearts for, for where God is taking us. But I believe that God has a special word for us this morning through a message that I've called Equipped. Hear these words of our Father from Hebrews chapter 13. It says, Now may the God of peace, who brought up from the dead our Lord Jesus, the good shepherd of the sheep, And he brought him up through the blood of the everlasting covenant and equipped us with everything good to do his will, working in in us what is pleasing in his sight. Through Christ Jesus, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. I've been working through some things lately, and I've been trying to get 
my life together a little bit. I've been going to the gym, and I've been going to play some basketball. And when I was coming up, I, I was an athlete. I was a basketball player. I ran track. I played football and all those kinds of things. And uh, as I got older, as we know those things happen, uh, I, I let myself go a little bit. But I've been trying to get back into it. And I got on the basketball court the other day, and I started to dribble the ball a little bit. And it felt a little bit awkward to me as I was dribbling the basketball, but as the game went on and I started to get my rhythm a little bit, I started to get compliments about my basketball skills. People started saying, hey, listen, I didn't know that you had skills like that. And as I was going and I was going through my motions, I started to find my rhythm and I started to find my stroke again with my shot and, 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 the, and the ball started going in a little bit more and, and my, my signature spin move started to come back around. As I was working through that, I started to recognize that what I, what I needed was already on the inside of me because God had already equipped me. And so what I want to submit to you today is that this idea is that Christ equips you with what you need for what he's called you to do. And see, if you're walking in this life and you are journeying along with Christ, you've got to know that Christ has already equipped you with every good thing that you need in order to do what he's called you to do. So the word here says, he says, now may the God of peace who brought up from the dead our Lord Jesus, the good shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of an everlasting covenant, may he equip you with everything good. Now, it it refers here to the God of peace. And the first idea I want you to know is this, is that if you've been equipped, that means you've been equipped with a source. See, when you've been equipped with a source, you know that that source is the God of peace. See, this this idea for peace, it, it, it carries the idea of security. And we all know that in this day and time, that security is a plea of broken hearts. This word for peace has to do with safety. And we know that in the midst of everything that's going on in our world, in the midst of the pandemic, in the midst of the pandemic of racism and everything that's happening in our world, we know that safety for black and brown bodies is a harrowing cry in our culture. This word for peace has to do with prosperity. We, we see this here in our culture and in our world, and we know that prosperity for all peoples is an echo in our community. This, this word for peace has to do with harmony. If you just bear with me, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take you through this a little bit. This, this word for peace has to do with harmony, and we are all looking for harmony amongst the brothers and sisters in Christ as the hope of the nations. This word for peace has the idea of felicity. Felicity is the longing of the suffering. They long to be happy. And here's what I want you to capture, and here's what I want you to know, is that all these things are the essence of who God is. I wish I had some help on this internet this morning. See, we, we, we know that, that, that all these things are the essence of who God is. See, as we walk through this, we're going to see here in in, in verse number 20, he says, Now may the God of peace who brought up from the dead our Lord Jesus Christ. See, the writer of Hebrews is letting us know that this God of peace is the one who led the Lord Jesus from the place of death. 
See, the, the, this, the original language here, it suggests that he led him up to a higher place. See, see he, he brought Jesus up from the dead to the throne. I wish I had some help in here this morning. See, see, as, as we see this, he, he is the one, this God of peace is the one who brought Jesus. He took him to a higher place in him, and he brought him up from the dead. See, the dead here refers to one who is destitute of life and one who is lifeless, but it also refers to one who is destitute of force and power. See, he is the God who took Jesus from the place of lifelessness to the place of full power and activity. And, and I want to encourage you this morning because guess what? He's done the same thing for you in your life. If God has brought you up from the dead, why don't you go ahead and type in the, in the comment section that God brought me up? If God has brought you up from the dead in the place where you were, some of you were in a depression not just too long ago. Some of you were filled with anxiety not too long ago, and God brought you up from the place that you were. And if you would just declare this morning that I'm up. See, no matter how much the world tried to drag you down, you can say I'm up. <laughs> no matter how many times the enemy tried to beat you down, you can declare I'm up. No matter how many times 2020 has tried to block your progression and keep you down and keep you from going towards your goal, you can make this declaration today and say, I'm up. See, when God does a work in you, watch this. He doesn't just put you in a mediocre place. I feel God on me this morning. See, see, when God does a work in you, he doesn't just bring you to a mediocre place. The word here suggests that he brought him to a higher place. Is there anyone under the sound of my voice that feels the urging of God to a higher place? If that's you, then guess what? He's already equipped you with a source. See, he's already equipped you, and the source is here. Watch this. He tells us in, in verse number 20, he says that the God of peace who brought up Jesus from the dead, the great shepherd of the sheep. If you feel nervous about traversing from, to, a, to a higher place in him, you need to know this fact, that he is the good shepherd. I got the opportunity a few years ago to go to Israel, and as I was in Israel, we were traversing up a hill and as we were climbing up a hill I saw a shepherd to the left of me and this shepherd to the left of me he was walking with his sheep up the hill he had about 20 sheep and he was walking them up the hill and what I noticed about him walking them up the hill was that he was very patient with them as they were traversing up that hill yet he was resolved to get them up that hill and some of them lagged behind, and he had to wait until they caught up to where he was before he moved forward. Yet he was still resolved to get them up that hill. And I want you to know that we have this great shepherd of the sheep, and his name is Jesus. And I want you to know that the Lord is resolved to get you to the higher place in him where he desires you to go. And it doesn't matter how long it takes for you to get there. He's the good shepherd, and he's going to wait there with you, and he's going to help you make it up that hill. And see, what I noticed, too, was that sometimes as he was navigating up the hill with the sheep, he had to give them a little encouragement. 
And so he took his rod and, and he just encouraged them a bit up that hill. And some of us are in a season right now where we need some encouragement from the great shepherd. We need a little nudging from the great shepherd. And I believe that that's what this season is for some of us. Is God is nudging some of us to go to a higher place in him. And we wouldn't have done it if everything was just normal as it was. I want you to see here that he's the good shepherd of the sheep. Sheep refers to any four-footed or tame animal that walks around. But what that means for us is this, is that if you're going to traverse to a higher place, that means that you have to be a sheep. And as long as we are moving forward with the good shepherd, he will equip us to get to a higher place. And here is what he has equipped us with. I want you to catch this. He has equipped us with the blood of an everlasting covenant. Oh, the blood <laughs> that gives me strength. From day to day. See, we don't, we don't preach like this anymore. But when I was coming up in church, they would preach about the blood. See, they, they would preach about the blood that cleanses you from all unrighteousness. When I was coming up, they would preach about the blood that was able to give you strength to go through the trials and tribulations of your life. And we need to revisit that in our hearts and in our churches. We need to revisit that it's the blood of Jesus that is able to help us to traverse to the place where God is calling us to go. See, the blood refers to the seat of life. And see, when we're talking about the blood, we're talking about the thing that Jesus spilled for us on the cross so that we might have life. And then he tells us, he says, I come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. Yet some of us sit and wallow in our depression and in our anxiety and in our fear. And we don't grab hold to the life that Jesus promised us as we traverse with him. The next thing I need you to know is this. First, you were equipped with the source, and then I need you to know now that you've been equipped with sufficiency. See, in verse 21, he tells us that he has equipped you with everything good to do his will, working in us what is pleasing in his sight through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. See, this word for equipped, this word for equipping is about strengthening. And see, when God is equipping you, he, equipping you, he is strengthening you for what he's calling you to do. And some of us have been sitting on the sidelines for so long because we feel weak. But I'm here to let you know today that through the blood of an everlasting covenant, he is equipping you and he is strengthening you for what he's calling you to do. See, this equipping is also about preparing. And see, what God is doing in some of us right now is that he's taking us into a season of preparation where he is setting us apart in order to do what he's called us to do. And see, some of you won't do what he's called you to do because you're too busy listening to what people have to say. See, you're too busy listening to what people think about what God has called you to when God's saying, listen, I need to prepare you for what I'm calling you to do. And that might mean I, I need to quarantine you for a little bit. I feel God on me in this place. See, sometimes God needs to quarantine you to prepare you for what he's calling you to. See, see this equipping is also about mending. Some of you 
aren't traversing to where God has called you because you're broken. But, but the equipping of God is set up to mend you of your brokenness. And see, some of us, we need to get down in our spirit and we need to begin to know that as God is working on us, guess what? He's mending us to be what he wants us to be. See, that mending has to do with, see, some of you have been hurt by people. And you've been hurt so bad by people that you don't know how to traverse. But see, when I was coming up in church, listen, we, we, we used to have Terry service in church. And, and we would have to stay down at the altar until the Lord showed up, until his presence showed up. And some of you, you need to stay there at the altar and you need to cry out to God until he mends you of the brokenness that you are experiencing, that you found from people who hurt you, who said that they loved you, that you found from people who did you dirty when they said that they were by your side, when people who did you wrong who said that they were always going to be there for you. God is here to mend you, and that's what equipping is about. The next thing that equipping is about is about perfecting. See, perfecting, the original language here suggests that he is making us what we ought to be. See, when God is perfecting you, he is making you into what you ought to be. And see, some of us, we don't like to be perfected. Some of us, we don't like the idea of God taking us like some clay and beginning to mold us and shape us. But not only that, that's the mending part. But the perfecting part is if you've ever watched a sculptor do their work, you'll see them begin to chip away at little parts and pieces of the sculpture. The whole while, you're looking at the sculpture and thinking, man, this thing looks beautiful. But the art is he knows that there's still some imperfections that he needs to chip away at in order to make it exactly what he wanted it to be. And God is chipping away at some of you right now in the midst of this pandemic. He's chipping away at some of the things that you've allowed to calcify on your heart. He's chipping away at some of the things that you've allowed to build up in your life. Some of the pride that's in your heart, he's chipping away at it. Some of the, some of the envy in your heart, he's chipping away at it. Some of the anxiety that's on you, he's chipping away at it with his artisan tools. He, he's working something out in you and he is perfecting you. So that you might be what he's called you to be. See, everything means everything. <laughs> and he's equipped us with everything good. Lauren Hill, the great urban prophet, she said it best. Everything is everything. And some of you need to get that in your spirit that God doesn't want you to have some, but he wants you to have everything. See, and I ain't talking about stuff. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about you being perfected into the image of Jesus that he's calling you to be perfected in. And sometimes he wants to give you things that you don't even think that you need. See, sometimes God wants to produce some stuff in you that you didn't even know that you need. Some of you don't even know that you need more patience, but God is going to work out everything in you that he's calling for you to have. And he's calling you for everything good. See, this idea of good has to do with that. It's pleasant and agreeable and excellent. But Matthew chapter 7 verse 11 tells us, it says that if you then who are evil know how to give good gifts to your children, 
how much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who seek him? And see, we are in a place right now where God is calling for us to seek him with everything that we have. See, before you were making excuses, I'm just busy, Pastor. I can't read my Bible like that every day. Pastor, I only got time for like a little five-minute prayer in the morning. Yet your Netflix catalog is full. See, see, some of us, we try to complain and as if we don't have enough time or even energy to see God like we want to. But if we really take assessment of our lives, we've got more time than we think we do. But he's calling us, and, and, and here's why that's important. He will give us every good thing to those who ask him. See, when you ask him, when you seek him, see, when you, when you seek the Lord, you're placing yourself in the equipping place. See, Solomon, he did that. He, did that. he taught us what that was. He, he went and he asked God for wisdom, and God granted him his request. But we have to be able to seek the Lord for the things that we need, and he will provide them for us if we would just ask. And here's, when he, here's, here's why he will do it. Here, here's why he will do it. Verse 21, he says he will equip you with everything good to do his will. See, God gives you what you need so that you can fulfill his will in the places where he wants you to do it. God gives you every good thing to perform his will in your communities. God gives you every good thing that you need in order to listen to this, because this word has the idea of bearing the weight of something. So some of us have a weight on us that God is calling us specifically to bear. And see, there are some of us who, who are only able to do this particular thing that God has called us to do, and he is asking you to bear the weight of what he has placed on you so that his will can be done on the earth. And see, don't look at yourself as just another person. Look at yourself as somebody who has been handcrafted by God in order to do a specific thing for him here in this world. He's called us to do his will. And so, listen, his will speaks of his purposes to bless mankind through Jesus Christ. And so the gospel is clear for us. We know what the gospel says, is that he has called us through his blood, through a death on the cross, to be able to walk in the newness of life that he's called us to. And so the last thing you need here, I want you to capture this, is the last thing you need is you need to be equipped with sight. See, first you need to be equipped with the source, and then next you had to know you were equipped with sufficiency, and now you got to see that you are equipped with sight. Listen, he's working in us what is pleasing in his sight through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. So this working is a performing but he, he's calling us to, to work what is, he's working in us what is pleasing to him in his sight. And, in the, and, and I want you to see this as, as, we're, as you're getting into his sight. I want you to see this. this. This idea here, it talks about being in the face of God. See, this word for sight, it, it talks about being in his presence. 
And so as you are trying to get equipped, as you are working towards being equipped by God, then you, you've got to know this. You've got to get into his presence. See, it's, it's not good enough for you to just, just meander around about this life, but you have got to get into the presence of Jesus if you are going to be equipped for what he's calling you to do. And see, when you get into his presence, guess what happens? Everything in your life begins to change. When you pursue the presence of God more than you pursue your own breath, then things will begin to change in your life. And here's what I want you to know is this. When, when you are in his sight, guess what? When you get in his, into his sight, guess what happens? You are in his sights. And so listen, as he, what God begins to do is when you walk up into his presence, he begins to notice that about you. He says, look at, look at my daughter right there. She, she's going to seek me because she knows that she needs more than just her talent to be able to make it to the place where I'm calling to her to. Look, 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 look at my son over there. He, he, he's starting to fast more than he's ever fasted in his whole life. He's starting to pray more than he's ever prayed in his whole life because he knows that he has been equipped with a source. And if he would just tap into that source, that he would have all the sufficiency that he needs, and then he would know that he was in my sights. See, God, sometimes what he does is he looks down at us through the barrel and the scope of his grace. And as we begin to walk into his presence, he begins to say, listen, I'm going to dispense some grace to them so that they can be able to continue to walk in what I've called them to walk in. And some of us are not reaching that place. Some of us are not getting to the equipping place where God is calling us because we simply won't surrender and place ourselves into his presence. We need the presence of God. We need his presence in our lives in order to be able to do what he's calling us to do. And I want to urge you this morning. I, I want to urge you this morning. Don't wait. Don't, don't hesitate. Get into the presence of the Lord. Because in his presence, there is fullness of joy. In his presence, there is hope evermore. In his presence, there is life more abundantly. In his presence, you will be able to access all that he has for you. And Ephesians chapter 1 tells us that he has equipped us with every good thing according to his purposes in our life. And if you want to be equipped by God, just say, I'm in his sights. See, God wants you to be in his sights, and he wants you to be in his presence. He wants you to walk with him. He wants you to talk with him. He wants you to be engaged with him more than you're engaged with social media. He wants you to be engaged with him more than you're engaged with Netflix. He wants you to be engaged with him so that he can equip you. And so God is showing us here in this passage here in Hebrews. He's letting us know that we have a source. See, some of us, we, we rely on ourselves too much. And that's the reason why we, 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 we feel like we're, we're missing something. Because we're relying on ourselves. And, and God is saying, listen, just place your trust in me. Walk with me. Talk to me. Do like Jehoshaphat did in, 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 in the book of Chronicles. He said, have, have we sought the Lord first about this thing? And see, we, we got to begin to seek God first about some stuff instead of consulting our friends and our family members first. Well, we got to begin to seek God, and here's how you do that. You open up this book, and you begin to read his word, and you begin to pray and ask God what it is that he has for you to do, and he will show you, and he will equip you for what he's calling you to do. It's my prayer for new direction in this season as we're all navigating 
through corona and pandemic and all the things that are happening in our world, it's my prayer that you all would be equipped by God for what he's calling you to do. And see, the way that you get equipped is to be in his presence. Submit yourself to the preaching and teaching of the word and surrender your life to community where people are able to look into your life and examine the things about you that, uh, that are deficient and the things that you need to grow in because self-examination is a community project. We, we think that we, we got all the answers for what's wrong with us. No, you don't. That's why God put people in your life to be able to help you to examine the things that you need to change. And so we, we've got to be equipped by God. We've got to stick in tight. We've got to hang in with the Lord. And in this season, don't allow trials and tribulations to knock you off from the place where God is calling you to be. Father, I pray this morning, God. God, thank you that you have equipped us with every good thing. God, I pray right now, God, for those under the sound of my voice that don't know you. God, I pray, God, that you would begin to work in their hearts and in their lives, God. Help them to know, God, that they're not out here on their own, but that they have a source. God, each and every one of us has a source. And if we would just lean into that source, God, then we could be equipped for you. Maybe you're, maybe you're listening right now. Maybe you're watching right now and, and you don't know this Jesus that I'm referring to, this source. But one day, 2,000 years ago, Jesus went to a cross for us, executing the perfect plan of his father who sent his son into the world to live a perfect sinless life and to die on a cross, a death that he did not deserve. And he died that death in our place. And because of that death, he would go into a grave. And the scripture says that after three days, he got up from that grave with all power in his hands, defeating sin and death once for all eternity. And so if you're watching and you're listening right now and you don't know about that Savior, I want to invite you to a relationship with Jesus where you're able to place your faith and trust in him. Scripture says that if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart, then you can be saved. And so God wants to save some of you. He's some of you who are listening that don't know him. He wants to save you this morning. He wants you to walk with him in community with other brothers and sisters where you can get equipped for what he's called you to. So, Father, I pray for those who are listening, God, that don't know you, God. I pray that they might come into a life-changing relationship with Jesus this morning. And that they begin to walk in the life-giving community of Christ. 
it's by your grace, by your power, that I pray all these things. In the matchless name of Jesus Christ, our Lord, I pray. Amen and amen. At this time, I'm going to close this out with a benediction. I think that 1 Corinthians chapter 13 is a appropriate place for us to close. reads this says as I get there in my Bible (laughs) it says finally brothers and sisters rejoice be mature be encouraged be of the same mind and the God of love and peace will be with you Father, I pray, God, that we will begin to rejoice with one another. God, I pray for the maturity to walk with grace in this season. God, I pray, God, that you would help us to be of one mind, to be of the same mind that you have, like Philippians tells us. God, because in this tumultuous landscape that we're facing right now, we need to be unified in mind. So, God, I pray for everyone listening, God. God, I pray your blessing over them as they go throughout this week. God, I pray, God, that you would be able to give them power and that you would equip them, God, with every good thing to do your will. God, it's in the name of your son that I pray. Be glory, majesty, dominion, and power, both now and forevermore. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord, I pray. Go in power. Be blessed. In Jesus' name, amen.